0: Episode fifty, and we go, <laughs> y'all. I cannot believe we are in episode fifty of Messy rooms Yay, fifty more to go, and we're at one hundred. But listen, we're just gonna stop and pause right here, and just take it in that we have fifty episodes, five zero. You know, that's amazing and i'm just grateful that you all are here with us and that you all are continuing to to just support the work that we're doing here and yeah let's continue to to make this happen i think there is no better way to celebrate episode 50 than to talk about my 10 year experience as a coach and i said i was last week i said i was going to talk about um what it felt like to literally um, have to be 10 years in a game of coaching. And I'll, I'll first start off by saying the first, the first time I ever heard about coach, right, was when I was playing tennis. And typically that's the first time that many people hear about the word coach is when they are in sports. And the same definition for a sports coach is the same definition for a leadership coach or a life coach or trauma-informed coach or any other thing that goes <laughs> before a coach. And that is to partner with somebody to to help um, improve their skills and make them better. And that right there is the work that I love doing, and which, which is why I love serving as a leadership coach and, you know, just from my background as a tennis player and having a tennis coach, it was extremely amazing to see the impact that my tennis coach had on me and and my experience, um, in playing tennis. And I think about how sometimes we could see that external, Oftentimes, of like, obviously sports coaching, we can see the improvement externally, which often when we're doing life coaching or leadership coaching or any other type of, like, um, that type of coaching, typically the work is internal. And so we don't oftentimes uh, be able to see that, oh, this week they got, you know, went from three touchdowns to, like, six touchdowns or stuff like that. However we are able to collect that data and it does make sense and that takes me to the next point of the next time I heard about coach was with the art of coaching with Elena Aguilar and her work I mean she is a beast with coaching and all of the things that she do in her work if you have not read that book and, and have the workbook I definitely urge you to pick that up and that's when I like with with um, my former work that I had then in nonprofit to support male educators of color, um, we had brought on what we would call impact leaders. And then at work, at first they serve as, as the word, uh, at first they serve um, as mentors. Right. And we use that word mentor. Um, and I thought like, okay, this is great. You know, that, you know, we have these black male educators are serving as mentor, but I quickly realized that the training of mentor in a training of coach, though can be parallel, oftentimes have different roadmaps. And what I mean by that is that, like, and I learned very early that mentoring, when you're asked to be a mentor, it is I am going to literally walk in the same footsteps of my mentor, if I'm that mentee, right? But when it's coaching, I may not even be in the same role as somebody that I am coaching. But I have acquired the tools in order to make them better and to help improve them. And and they are making themselves better, right? Um, And yes, I can use my life as an example. However, the difference is that my life literally has to learn different steps and techniques in order to grow as a coach, in order to really, really support my coaching, my job is to not learn their job. My job is to continue to learn different coaching and leadership techniques, and I did that work for a long time um, with my former organization, and we had over time moved the work. We had transitioned from the word mentor to coaching because we understood that oftentimes one. Black males are often asked to mentor, and typically, I hate to say this, but it's just true that typically mentor does not have um, a price tag to it. Typically, definitely in the education world, people are being asked to mentor folks, but they're not receiving extra pay for the amazing work that they are actually doing. And though, yes, everything doesn't have to be about pay, but at the same time, we don't want to exploit our leaders that are on the ground doing amazing work, but then become burnt out because they have X, Y, and Z things that they have to do. And then they're not getting even paid for it. And then if they put mentor, even on their resume is, it doesn't translate well to like coach. And and a good example of that is that I was listening to one of my coaches who's in our coaching program. He's an assistant principal and this was the first time that he was actually able to become an assistant principal prior to him joining Messi He was not an assistant principal because oftentimes in an interview, they would ask him, Oh, what coaching um, tools do you have? Or when did you have, when did you have the opportunity to coach? Well, this was the first time that he was actually able to say, Oh yeah, I did a coaching program, right? And I have this coaching certification through Messy Roots, and I've been and I and I'm literally, you know, working and and doing this type of work. um um in coaching, and then they was like, "Oh wow, let's go with it." But imagine th- we didn't have Messy Roots. Imagine there was not like a program for him that can help him to literally, literally grow his coaching skills. Well, we, we, where will he be? And that's like the biggest thing for me is that like, you know, we say that folks need to have coaching, um, coaching uh, uh, um, resources and coaching skills, but we're not giving them the opportunity to receive them. And that's what message is all about. And, once I started to realize that, hey, we're doing something great here. Um, even in my formal work, I realized that I actually wanted to just only focus on coaching. You know that nonprofit work can be really, really hard and difficult. <laughs> and I mentioned that in our in the first Messy Roots episode. It could be a lot, right? And so being able to. Transitioning to solely focus on coaching and build out my own coaching curriculum has literally been a dream come true. It has been something that I imagined, but I never thought I would have the time or even space to do. And so, the fact that you know we're well on our way to almost reaching a hundred students that have um, received certificates for Messy Roots, this is what the work is all about—that diversity. You know, uh, um, it's a coaching program that really does give leaders of color and coaches of color the opportunity to be in a space that they could say what they need and be their most authentic self. I couldn't be more excited about this. I really couldn't because it has been an amazing journey for me in my life. And I've realized that this is something that I want to continue to do. I have. Literally noticed so many different signs of coaching so many people and why it's so important to coach. And I'm just wanting to do it. I am just what I just want to do it more. I just want to continue to learn more about coaching and provide the opportunity for more leaders of color to become coaches and utilize coaches as a partner leadership style so cheers to 50 episodes cheers to 10 years in the coaching game i'm super excited about this cheers to 10 more 20 more 30 more 40 more all of it (laughs) so i thank y'all i love y'all for free continue to follow me marjavon marjavon marjavon.com as well as missyroos.org